This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Okay, good fit to everyone. <clears throat> Before I start post- posting the Khodaksani, I want to thank Ari Nyal for hosting. There's a f- amazing comment by Rabbi Rucham Olshin Shlita on, uh, on an insight by the Svas Emes as to the Makor for Tikkun Lel Hoshana Rabbah. Tikkun Lel Hoshana Rabbah. What is the Makor for us to learn on Hoshana Rabbah night? The Svas Emes comments that based on a Gemara that we all know, that Bechag Nidon Al Hamayim. That on Sukkis we are judged for water, which essentially means that we're judged for everything because water is our chiyus, water is our livelihood, our sustenance. You can't live without water, you can't survive without water. And so essentially, after Yom Kippur, the first thing Akadosh Baruch Hu decides is how we're actually going to live. And uh, the simple pshat, of course, of the Gemara is Mayim, of course, means literally our chiyus, how we're going to live physically. However, the Sfasema says that Ein Mayim Elatora, that we know that Mayim is not only. Uh, something that's understood as literally water, that sustenance, but it also is referring to Torah. And so therefore, if we're not only being nido, we're not only being judged for the mayim, our livelihood, our chiyus, we're also being judged on our Torah. That the way we conduct ourselves with culminating with the chasima tomorrow, tonight, of Hoshana Rabbah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to decide how matzliach we are going to be, not only begashmi, but also baruchni. How successful we're going to be in our learning this year. How, how, how successful we're going to be in terms of our clarity, in terms of our understanding of our learning, in terms of that learning penetrating who we are as a person and ultimately serving as a catalyst for our growth. So I want to give a bracha to Ari now that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should not only bench you begashmi, that you should be matzliach in parnasa, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should be nidon alamayim, that you should have the chiyus and a gashmi dick away uh, for this year with only hatzlach, only mazlin bracha, but you should also have tremendous hatzlach and nidon alamayim in terms of ruchni, but ruchni ubegashmi, that Kodesh Baruch Hu should bench you and Yao, that your house should continue to be a bezvad, letoira, and mitzvos. That's why we daven so much tomorrow, because we're not only davening for our parnasa, but we're also davening for hatzlach and ruchni. And that Kodesh Baruch Hu, if you continue to facilitate your home, as the, I think the Vart, ki yikara based tefillah, the kol ha'amim, doesn't only refer to the base ha'migdash, but it means ki yikara based tefillah, every house should be a base tefillah, you should make sure that the environment you have is one that's conducive for Torah and Tefillah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should bench you with only Hatzlach in your learning. You should continue to shtaig and be stark and allow your learning to penetrate your heart, penetrate your neshama, and serve as a role model for your family and for the entire community. Mm-hmm. I only have 30 minutes. Rael? I mean, uh, Ari? Just You'll let me know. You'll give me like the, ne- the those, same? Those, 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 those. Okay, fine. I counted. I know. Okay, fine. So I wanted to talk tonight um, a little bit and we'll see how far we get. Um, tomorrow, tonight is really our last straw, right? The the, the svarim, right? That the 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 all the petex, all the notes that Hakadosh Baruch has been taking on us are going to be submitted to the shluchim. It means that uh, after tomorrow, and really essentially after uh, Simchas Torah, all of the decisions are going to be brought to fruition. Um, be brought to fruition, and it means that really over the next 24 hours. If we haven't done so already, if we haven't transitioned from the Yomim Noroim period through Sukkot, really the next 24 hours are going to be pivotal and critical for us to strategize and to be making and to prepare ourselves for the upcoming year ahead. So what I'd like to do is perhaps learn the Chavrusa together, um, three stages in this growth process. To start with how we transition from Yom Kippur to Sukkot, then move into what we should be thinking about over this holiday of Sukkot that we're not yet done with, 
And then Amir Tzashem to think about what we could be doing moving forward as we hit the rest of the year come this Tuesday night. There's an amazing question that the Chidush Arim, the first Ger Rebbe, asks that many, many of the Mepharshim ask. And I think this question has to set the tone for us in our Avodah Hashem and the Avodah of the next 24 hours. And particularly as, as we begin to really strategize how we're going to be successful in Ruchni, because as we said, Nidon Alamayim isn't referring only to Parnas, it's referring to our Ruchni, it's our Avodah Hashem. This is going to set the tone for the entire conversation and learn we're going to have. So there's a famous question that many of the Mepharshim ask, and that is, we hit Ni'ilah. Ni'ilah is a tremendously high, unbelievably experienced spiritual plateau. You hit the apex, the climax. There's really no other experience like it. You walk out of Ni'ilah feeling like a million bucks. Five minutes later, you've danced around L'Shan Ababi Yerushalayim. You get to Shmona Esrei, Atach Okay, we want to ask for Das. And all of a sudden, we're saying Slach Lanu. What could we possibly have done wrong in those five minutes between L'Shan Ababi Yerushalayim? We've mamish hit the highest of the high. Clean slate. No questions asked. The matan of tshuva that Hashem prescribed for us and that we followed during Slichos, Rosh Hashanah, Aser Tshuva, Yom Kippur, Ni'ila, Yichud Rum. Right? Vichemar says, Chasmenu. What does Chasmenu mean? Chasmenu doesn't mean only that we're asking HaKadosh Baruch to seal the deal for us, but Chasmenu means that we should seal ourselves with Hashem. Chasmenu B'Sefer Chaim Tovin, that we ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, let us have a Yichud Rum with you and Hashem. We're at the climax Literally the quintessential experience. What could we possibly have done wrong in those five minutes that allowed us to go ahead and say, And the Chidush Ram says something unbelievable. I want to read it with you together. And he says, A Jew, a Yid, needs to believe that the very the essence of the day, atones for everything that we've done wrong. But you know what happens? You know what a Jew starts to think? Because we're, we're a little bit anxiety-ridden. We're a little bit nervous. We start to think to ourselves, what happens if we weren't successful? We had this whole plan. We davened our hearts out. We finished Yom Kippur. And all of a sudden, the eight hearts start creeping into our brain, starting to think to ourselves, wait, were we actually forgiven? Well, how do I know we're going to be forgiven? i got to wait till next Rosh Hashanah to figure that out. Maybe I didn't really do a genuine, authentic tshuva. Perhaps the Kodesh Baruch Hu saw right through me. Maybe this time, finally, Hashem saw that I wasn't the real deal. Maybe He wasn't willing to buy it this year. Maybe I couldn't sell myself well enough. Says the Chidush Sharim. For that, that we have to ask for Shuva. That we have to ask for Mechila. If we doubt HaKadosh Baruch Hu's prescribed method of Vidoy Nazivas Achet and Harata, if we doubt the fact that the Yom Kippur day is Mechaper, the Itzumo Shal the day, the essence of the day is Mechaper, if we have no confidence in ourselves and our ability to have a genuine, authentic dialogue with Hashem, if we doubt the whole premise of what Yom Kippur is successful in achieving, that alone warrants us to have to do tshuva once again just a few minutes after we have finished Ne'ilah. And so therefore, I'd like to suggest that in order to really strategize, in order to really plan for the next 11 months, the next 11 months to prove to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that all of the promises, all of the commitments we've made, we're going to bring to fruition, we've got to cut ourselves some slack. 
We've got to start being so hard on ourselves. We've got to realize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave us a method, gave us a process, gave us a formula with specific ingredients, and we took those ingredients to heart, and we went through the process, and now we have a clean slate. And now that we have a clean slate, we got to figure out what to do. So part A, part number one is, everybody has to take a deep breath and exhale. Because the only way we're going to be successful in our Avodah Hashem moving forward this year is if we understand that our Kodesh Baruch Hu is giving us another chance, we've got to be willing to give ourselves another chance. So what are we going to do? So the first step to achieving our goal is based on another incredible comment of the Chidush Arim. I happen to love the Gera Torah, which you'll see in a moment. The Chidush Arim tells us something unbelievable about what we need to be doing as Jews in order to be successful in being, hopefully being able to tackle all of the areas that we need to be working on and to hopefully becoming better people. The Torah tells us that we're supposed to take the Dalit Minim. We've been taking them for the last six days, except for tonight, today. And the simple pshat of Lachem means you got to take the Dalit Minim Lachem we all know the Gemara, and it's halacha that you have to own it, certainly on the first day. So if somebody else wants to borrow it, you got to make sure that as you're an Indian giver, I'm going to give it to you only on condition you return it to me. That's a simple reading that's brought down halacha. We're all familiar with a simple pshat. But, but the vart that I want to share with you from the Chidush Arim changed everything for me. And I'll tell you an, a personal anecdote uh, from my friend that actually dramatically changed a mahalach in my own personal life that came from this Chidush Arim. Says the Chidush Arim, L'Lakachtem Lachem, Hamaletically, Api Chasidus, doesn't only mean that you're obligated, that you're Mechuyov, to take the Dalad Minim, but rather, Perush, Shenikach Atzmo Seinu El Habore Yisbarach. You've got to take all of you, U'Lakachtem Lachem. You've got to jump right in. You can't do this half-baked. You can't do this in a way in which you're going to try to multitask. Avodas Hashem cannot be a multitask activity. You know, I think of... Any doctors here? Is that a bad thing? No. <laughs> You're a doctor? Yeah. Okay. So imagine, you'll have to tell us if you're wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. But imagine if you decide that you're only going to devote part of your time to becoming a doctor. So you're going to do all your pre-med prerequisites, which are very intense. You're going to take the MCATs. You're going to go through medical school and then your fellowship and your residencies. And the entire time, you're only paying attention to it 50%. How successful of a doctor are you going to be? I hope not very that would be very, very scary. That would be very, very, very challenging, right? When it comes to Avodah Hashem, you've got to be all in. You've got to take yourself, and the Chidush expounds on this. It means that we know based on the Medrash in Vayikaraba that each one of the Minim correspond to a different limb. And the idea is you take all of those limbs, and you've got to be all in in your Avodah Hashem. There's no such thing as allowing other things to contaminate or to distract your ability to connect to Hashem. In fact, the Chidush doesn't just leave it there. He explains that's why we have the mitzvah of Sukkah immediately after Yom Kippur. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, how am I going to position the Jewish people to be successful after they spent the last two and a half weeks reflecting, introspecting, and trying to identify ways to change? The only way I can do that is if I put them in a situation where they're completely surrounded and immersed in Kedusha. So I'm going to put them in a sukkah, which of course corresponds to the Anani Yaakov, at least according to one of the opinions, and I'm going to be amongst these mechitzos, these walls, I'm going to be completely surrounded by Kedusha as the Gavar in sukkah, and Daftes tells us, Chal Shem Shamayim Al Kedusha, if I put the Jewish people in a situation right after Yom Kippur, right after Yom Noroim, right after Aser Simei Tshuva, and I surround them, and I immerse them with Kedusha, I'm going to 
to give them the best fighting chance to be able to be successful. So ulakachtem lochem means you got to bring your limbs. You got to be all in. Not only all in, but you got to surround yourself. You got to surround yourself within the mechitzos of the sukkah. The problem is, the problem is that many people are afraid to jump all in. Many people are afraid to jump all in. I don't know if you remember, but my friend, my friend, every Siamashas has like an amazing, like his top, top speech, right? So the last Siamashas in 2012, he spoke to Rabbi Nussan Svi Finkel. This most recent Siamashas, he mentioned why so many people are discouraged from trying the Dafyomi. What are they afraid of? They're afraid that if they jump all in and they start the Dafyomi and it doesn't last long, it's going to be very, very detrimental to their Avodah Hashem. They're going to feel very unsuccessful. It's going to hurt their confidence. They're not going to want to try to be um, aggressive or assertive. They're not going to want to try and go ahead and take on something new in terms of their learning because they've seen that they've fallen before, that they have failed. Why am I going to continue to keep myself as a punching bag? Why am I going to continue to put myself in a situation where I'm going to fail? And Rabbi Friend, Rabbi Friend said something unbelievable. It actually was the impetus for me to start the Daf Yomi, which Baruch Hashem, I've been Zoha so far to keep up with. Hopefully it will continue. But he said something unbelievable that changed my approach to the Daf, and quite honestly, Avodah Hashem in general. And he said two very, very powerful things. If you remember, they were unbelievable. He said, number one, what happens if you start the Daf Yomi and after two months you fail? So are you worse off because you learned 60 blot of Gemara? What happens if it only lasted 30 days? Are you worse off if you only learned 30 blot of Gemara? What happens if you only did one day? Are you worse off if you went ahead and only learned one daf of Gemara? Part of our inhibition, part of what prevents us from taking on more and for being ambitious in our avodas Hashem is we're afraid if we go all in and it doesn't work, we failed. We fail to ourselves. We fail to our spouses. We know that our children, if we have older children, they're observing our behaviors. We fail to our children. And we're too afraid to be all in, to be completely immersed in whatever we're trying to devote our attention to. Because if we don't end up being successful, we failed everyone. So we say to ourselves, you know what? Better we shouldn't try and so that we don't fail than, fail, than try and risk the possibility of failing. It changed my life. Because I realized for the first time, you know what? What happens if I start the Daf Yomi and I only get through three months? I'm still learning 90 blot more than I probably would have learned if I was learning with a Chavrusa much slower and not accomplishing as much necessarily. This is not a plug for the Daf Yomi. Anybody that doesn't learn Daf, you're certainly welcome to continue doing the way you're doing. But it really, it changed my entire outlook in terms of what it means, says the Chidu Sharim, of being all in. The ultimate prize and the ultimate goal is we have to devote maximum attention to our relationship with Hashem. I tell my students all the time when I try to provide analogies to our relationship with Hashem, imagine if you were only half in with your relationship with your wife. You spoke to your wife on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You might have to find... It doesn't sound so bad. What's your name? Hold on, I'm done recording. I want to make sure. I'll give you the phone. Yeah, exactly. It wouldn't last very long, right? It wouldn't last very long. Our relationship with Hashem would not last if the relationship was infrequent, if there lacked timidius, if it lacked consistency, but not just consistency, if there was an all-in type of approach. If your wife wasn't the center, your family wasn't the center of your relationship as a family unit, that family isn't going to be stable. And the same thing is true with Yiddishkeit. If you're not willing to commit to being all in, or the sukkah, which you completely immerse, you're completely surrounded by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, it's not going to work. 
it's not going to work. And so each one of us in our own way, Basher Usham, over the next 24, over the next 48, really over the next 72 hours, we have to figure out new ways, new portals, new opportunities to be all in in our Avodah Hashem. We've got the clean slate, says the Chidush Arim. There's no holding back. No one's preventing us from doing anything. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has confidence in us. We've got to have more confidence in ourselves. But the only way that we're ultimately going to be successful is if we're going to be all in. Now here's the most unbelievable part, which I why I love Hasidus so much, is because the Svasemes, the Enochal, of the Chidush Arim, says, guess what happens if you're all in? He didn't make this connection. I hope I'm correct in what I'm about to say. But he points out that the Yom Tif of Sukkot is not only referred to as Chag HaSukkot, but it's also referred to as Chag HaOsif. Now again, the simple reading of Chag HaOsif means this is the Yom Tif, right? Chag HaKatsir is Shavuos. That's when the harvest, we let it out in the field over the next few months to dry out so that way there's no more dew or rain on it. Chag HaOsif is the time period in which we collect all of our food that we bring into our house. We know we're holding Parnassawise and we can move on with our lives. That's what Chag HaOsif means. Listen to what the Tzvah says. Something unbelievable. The simple reading is that we gather everything into our homes. The same way we collect all of our assets during this time period into our home, we are the assets of Hashem. We go ahead and we collect all of our assets into our house. You know what HaKadosh Baruch Hu does? He collects all the assets into his house and that's the sukkah. That's the sukkah. So let's think of the imagery for a moment. You're afraid to put your toe into the pool. I know there's not a lot of pool. Where I come from, everybody has a pool. You're afraid to put your foot in the pool. It's not all heated. Right? You're afraid to put your foot into the pool. You're a little bit nervous. You want to go all, all in, but you want to make sure, just like when your kid wants to jump in the pool, who's waiting in the pool for them? I hope. Your tata. The father's waiting to catch the child. Says the Svasemes, Chag HaOsif. HaKadosh Baruch Hu during the holiday of Sukkot is waiting to catch us. Ma'asef. The same way that we collect all of our assets into our home, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ma'asef. HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Chag HaOsif is collecting all of his assets, namely his children. So you're afraid about jumping all in. You're afraid about taking those risks. You're worried that maybe if I don't do it, if I do it all the way, perhaps I'm going to fail. Habalit Taher also says the Gemara in Shabbos 104b. Right? The Gemara tells us that a person has to realize you take the first step. The Svasem is going, says, says that he's going to gather. In fact, Ravit Shemaya quotes the Arizal on the next page that says, very famous Arizal, that what's the sukkah? The sukkah is a hog. How do I know it's a hog? So the Arizal points out we only really need two and a half walls because we have that embrace. We have the embrace of the hug from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Literally, you put yourself in a situation of Kedusha. You're willing to immerse yourself within the confines of Kulo Ruchni. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Ma'asef. He's going to gather you in. And not only will he gather you in, he's going to give you a big fat hug. Because all you need to do is take that first step. you got to be fully locked in. you got to be fully focused. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to respond. So number one, number one, we have the clean slate. Knowing that we have the entire year ahead, there's no preconceived notions, there's no predispositions, there's no uh, expectations, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has other than what being the best person that we can be. Nothing's holding us back. We have a tremendous opportunity ahead that only HaKadosh Baruch Hu can reward us with. Any other relationship, you make a mistake over and over and over again, there's a point in time in which that person says, 
go fly a kite. It's not the case when it comes to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Every single year it's a clean slate. But the prerequisite to being successful is And if we do, if we put all of our kolchos in, if we don't do it half-baked, if we don't devote our attention to other things, if we don't multitask, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to be Ma'asiv. He's going to gather us, and as the Arizal says, he's going to be Mechabikas. So, how are we going to do this? How can we be all in? How can we be all in? Okay. So, I want to share with you four Mahalchen, four different approaches, if I have time, based on a, a very well-known question. And that question is, why Sukkis is referred to as Man Simchaseinu? We know that Pesach is referred to as Man Cheruseinu. That makes sense. We've been liberated, we were freed, we were emancipated from Mitzrayim. Makes a lot of sense. We know that Shavuos is Man Matan Torah Makes a lot of sense, Kabbalah Satora. But the mitzvah of Simcha is not a mitzvah that is unique just to the holiday of Sukkis. The mitzvah of Simcha is a chiyuv, Hayis Ach Sameach, is something that is relevant to all of the Shalosh Regolim. Yet, when we refer to the holiday of Sukkis, Chag Sukkos is Zman Simcha Seinu. It's a unique holiday that is identified as a holiday of Simcha. And the question that we have to try to understand is why? And perhaps, if we can peel away some of the layers of some of these different approaches, we can appreciate what attitude and emotion and why Simcha is a key element, is a core element to our ability to be able to perform and to fulfill the mitzvos through the, the lens of Ulakach Tem Lachem. Okay, so here we go. So the first approach I want to share with you is from the Sabakadosh of Slonim. That's Rav Ram Weinberg. He was the father of Slonim. There's a beautiful sefer. I highly recommend, if you want to get a lot of Slonimer approaches, Mahalchen and Torah, I'm a big Slonimer, Mahalchen, personally, myself. There's a Sefer called Taras Ovos. There were three patriarchs, three, Ashloshet Dvarm Ha'olam Omed, Ashloshet Dvarm Ha'slonim Omed, and that was uh, Rav uh, Avram of Weinberg of Aslanim, that is Rav Moshe of Kubrin, and Rav Mordechai of Lechevich. Okay, these were three people who really set the stage for Slonim, and of course, you're familiar with the Nesiva Shalom. So in this Sefer Taras Avos, they quote a lot of these different approaches. And the Rav Avram of Slanim provides for us the first approach as to why it is so critical and why Simcha is unique more in the holiday of Sukkot than any other of the Shalosh Rugam. Here we go. There is a unique expectation, a requirement to fulfill the mitzvos, to do and exist in a context uh, and serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu Simcha more than any other holiday. Why? Says Rabbi Avram, Mashal Ben Melech, gave the following Mashal, to a prince, Shabarach Me'aviv HaMelech V'chazar Elav V'lav There was a prince who ran away, it's not so hard to imagine that nowadays, a prince who ran away from the kingdom, did not want to fulfill his royal duties, and after a while he decides to return. He decides to return to the kingdom. Now you can imagine, What's the father, what's the king thinking when the prince returns? Well, he's a little misopic. He's not sure, why did this prince return? Did the prince return because he was afraid of the consequences the longer he stays away from the king? Is he going to be punished by the king ultimately? Is he going to lose out on the Yerusha, on the inheritance of being the prince? Was he doing it from a perspective of Yira? Or did he decide that he wanted to return back to the king because he knew that's the right thing to do? He loves his family and he wants to return mitzad simcha. The melech isn't sure. What's a way that the prince can go ahead and convince his father that he's returning genuinely and authentically? Simcha <laughs> 
Says Rabbi Avram of Slonim that when somebody, when we return after Sukkis, when we return after Yom Kippur, I'm sorry, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't know. We finish Yom Kippur, we dive in our hearts out, we clapped on our chests. HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachal, I mean, he doesn't think like human beings, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kivyachal is wondering in his mind, did we do tshuva meyira because we're afraid of all the consequences if we don't do tshuva? Or did we do tshuva at ava because we genuinely love HaKadosh Baruch Hu and want to do it in the right way? How are we going to show Hashem that we're authentic? So says the Torah Savos, the way to show that we did it authentically is by serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Simcha. If you serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Simcha, you're showing Hashem you're not begrudging, you're not broigus, you're not doing it because you've been dragged by your ear. You genuinely want to have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to place a holiday right after Yom Kippur to prove yourself. And that holiday is Sukkot. And the, the character trait of this holiday is going to be Simcha. If you go ahead and you embrace Simcha, you serve our Kaddish Baruch Hu B'Simcha, through the mitzvah of Lulav, through the mitzvah of Sukkah, through the mitzvah of Simcha's Torah, you have this Simcha that emanates from everything that you do, that exudes, that you are demonstrating through everything that you're doing over the next 8 to 10 days. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, now I know that you did Shuva Me'ava. But if you come through the holiday, you're going through the road and routine of life, you don't really feel it, it's not pulsating through your veins, there's no passion, there's no exuberance, there's no excitement. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, yeah, you know what? I'm not really sold. I'm not really interested in a relationship with that. And says the Torah Savos, that's why we had to have the holiday of Zman Simchasenu right now. In fact, the Svasemis writes that the reason why we have Simchas Torah, you'll read it on your own, the reason why we have Simchas Torah now, why don't we have Simchas Torah like by Shavuos? That would make a lot more sense. Why don't we have, Sim- why do we have Simchas Torah now? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to himself, Kiviyachol, I want people to start learning more Torah. But if it's not exciting, if they're not, there's not simcha being injected into the experience, there's no chance it's going to last. So you know what I'm going to do? Right after Yom Kippur, I'm going to overwhelm them with simcha. I'm going to give them simcha in the sukkah. I'm going to give them simcha with lulav. I'm going to give them simcha's base hashoeva. And then it's going to culminate by celebrating and have joy with limud Torah. And what's that going to do? All those people that were feeling shvach, that know that they really need to get that chavrusa, that know that they really need to step their game up when it comes to kovei itam la Torah, but haven't until this point, Having simcha is the best way to be able to achieve that goal. And so therefore it's critical, it's critical, says the Torah Savos, that the reason why Sukkot is man simcha senu is because ultimately it's going to give us the best chance to be successful. It's an opportunity for us to prove to the Rebona Shalom that we mean business. Simcha, you know, I'll tell you something personal about myself, you know, about five years ago, I'm 45 years old, about five years ago, I, you know, I, I felt I was like in a funny space in life. Um... I had been learning for quite a while already, and I felt like I needed to tap into something different. I felt like I'd been doing a lot. I was a Baruch Hashem minion person and Chavrusas, but, uh, but it, I felt like I was just like more robotic. And I felt like there wasn't that element where I was feeling it, as I was describing to you, that passion pulsating through my veins. And I've been searching and searching. I guess my wife calls it my midlife crisis, but my midlife crisis was not getting a Corvette. My midlife crisis was tapping into Hasidus. For me, I felt that Hasidus was an opportunity. It was a portal I had never tried before. In fact, for many years, I think I looked at it in a very not positive way. And I started to taste a little Tom of what it's all about. And one of the prominent values, not to suggest that the Litzvish and approach doesn't offer this, but it's a different type of flavor that Hasidus provides, that there's a simcha 
there's a, a conversation. It's not just about Yiras Hashem. It's not just about Avas Hashem. But there's a Simchas Achaim element that's talked about a lot through the Hasidic Shasvarim, through a lot of the Svarim Hakdoshim. And for the first time about five years ago, I started to enter into that world. Because if you don't have Simchas Achaim, if the Simcha isn't there, you're missing a fundamental element, a fundamental principle in Avodah Hashem. You're going through the rote and routine of life. If you don't have that Simcha, the Revolbi writes, Simchas Achaim is Vadolas Halev Be'amuna, that you understand what HaKadosh Baruch is all about and you have confidence in Him and how He runs the world. If you don't start tapping into that, oftentimes as we hit our 45, 50, 55, and we've been learning for a while, we start to burn out. We have to tap into that Simcha. And the Torah Sava says, the reason we need to do it particularly right now is to prove to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we mean business. But it's not just that we have to prove to HaKadosh Baruch Hu that we mean business, but it's also to give us the jolt that we need. Rav Shimshin David Pincus, one of my favorites, one of my favorite Mahalchen, Again, I don't have time to read this. I'm running out of time already. But Rav Shimshin David Pincus says something amazing. He says the reason why we have the Zman Simcha Senu right now is because if you want to be successful in Yiddishkeit, you have to feel that it's Geshmak to be a Yid. You have to feel like it's Geshmak to be a Yid. You know, they say about Rav Moshe Feinstein that when people used to say back, you know, he passed away in 1986. So you can imagine, you know, what they were talking about then versus the things that we talk about now, that he couldn't stand when people would say it's schwer sein to be yid. How could you say it's schwer sein to be yid? It's hard to be a yid. You know what happens? You sit at the Shabbos table and you hear your kids here, you talk about the tuition crisis. You know, it's so expensive. And the expense of kosher food, it's so expensive. How does that kid grow up? All he thinks to himself is that Yiddishkeit, Yadus, is a burden. It's an all we're carrying around with us. That's not the way that you're going to be able to pass on Yiddishkeit to the next generation. You want to be successful to pass Yiddishkeit to the next generation. you got to be a salesman. you got to say, it's so geschmack. What is the chus to be able to send my kid to yeshiva? How amazing is it that Baruch Hashem, we have Parnassah, to be, have, be able to have the most beautiful, eloquent, elegant foods. Amazing. It's geschmack to be a yid. Says of Shemesh and David Pincus, that's why we have Zman Simcha Senu right now. Because the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, it's not enough that you have to prove to me that I'm, you're all in. It's not enough that the way you're going to ultimately show that you really mean business by going ahead and observing the mitzvahs besimcha, but the only way that the mitzvahs are going to stick with you after Yom Kippur, after Sukkot, after Hoshana Rabbah, after Simcha's Torah, the only way you're going to go into that cold, in your area, dark winter where the, where the, where the clocks change and it's you know, dark by 4 o'clock in the afternoon, the only way you're going to be able to plug through and to see that or even during a time of Choshech is if you feel that it's Geshmak to be a Yid. we got to have Simcha. Simcha has got to be at the core of everything that we do. And the only way to ultimately be successful is if we're going to be able to do this with Simcha. I'm running out of time. I'll let you see the next of Pincus another time. But I want to close. I want to close with an amazing Nesiva Shalom. I can't ever, can't ever give a shir about that, the Siva Shalom. And the Siva Shalom says something unbelievable, which is going to require, I remember one of my friends told me that every shir that a person gives, the goal ultimately is to create a little bit of tension. You should have a little bit of tension, that you should walk out a little bit differently than the way you walked in. That if, you know, you walk out of the shir and you're still thinking about it five minutes later, you know you've given a successful shir. So I want to challenge, I don't know any of you except for a few, I want to challenge you with a cheshbin, that I know I myself am working on, I'll share with you because it's, it's a powerful idea and it highlights this concept of why Dafta is Mansum Chasenu. The Nesiva Shalom quotes the Gemara in Tainus. The Gemara in Tainus, based on the Pasuk in Shira Shirim, tells us the very famous words of Biyom Chasunaso, Biyom Simchas Libo. 
on the day of his marriage, which is really an allegory, it's talking about the marriage between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Klal Yisrael, on the day of his gladdened heart. The Gemara in Tainus tells us, the chasana, that was Kabbalah Sator. Makes sense. The Gemara in Shabbos, Peches, Harkigigis, lifted up as a chuppah, that we know. Uviyom Simchas Libo. What's that? Says the Gemara. Zeb Binyan Beis That's when we built the Beis HaMikdash. Many, many commentaries. By the way, the Repinkas that I skipped also discusses this Pasuk. But the Nesiva Shab also asks, what's Pshat? Shouldn't it be? I mean, I, I imagine we're on a recording right now, so in case my wife hears it, I would agree, I would say outwardly, and my, my, my Shver and my mother-in-law are listening, the happiest day of my whole life was when I got married. Why is the Gemara separating between the day that Klal Yisrael, quote-unquote, married HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the happiest day of Klal Yisrael's life? Shouldn't it be that Hainu Hach, one and the same? And yet they say, no, 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 no. Yom Chasuna So, Zeh Matan Torah. Yom Simchas Libo, Zeh Binyan Beis HaMikdash. Why are there two steps? Why are there two stages? So again, you'll check out of Shimshon Dampigas. Amazing Vart. Not for now. You'll look at it at your own time. But then Asiva Shalom explains that ultimately the biggest, most gladdened day in the history of the Jewish people is not just when we receive the Torah. But the greatest day in Jewish history is when we're able to achieve what HaKadosh Baruch Hu hoped for when he created the world. And that is Nis'av Lador Bediras Tachtonim. To be able to live amongst his children. When we create, when we carve out a physical space in this world for our Kaddish Baruch Hu to descend in and to reside in, that is the greatest day in the relationship that we have with Hashem. And so therefore, while it's true, so we got married, the romantic, beautiful, beautiful, ultimately the goal of Maisa Barishis, Briyas Ha'olam, the goal that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has for us day in and day out is that we create spaces for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to live in. And that's why Biyom Simchas Libo, that's why the greatest, most Simchatika day was when we built the Beis HaMikdash for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reside in. Says the Nesiva Shalom, the Gemara in Sukkot Daftes tells us that what happened... When we build a sukkah, chal shem shamayim ala sukkah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu descends into our sukkah, our sukkah becomes a mini mishkan. So if the base HaMikdash is Yom Simchas Libo, guess what this holiday is going to be? Zman Simchasenu. When we create a sukkah, when we create a space for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to reside in, that is the pinnacle, the apex of Simcha. When we create opportunities for our Kodesh Baruch Hu to reside in, there isn't anything qualitatively better that we could possibly accomplish in this world. And that's why this sukkah, this yontif is man simchaseinu. Because we're carving out spaces for our Kodesh Baruch Hu to reside in. I challenge all of us, I challenge all of us that while we have the clean slate, and we know that we got to jump all in and our Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to catch us, and we got to approach HaKadosh Baruch Hu B'Simcha, both in terms of showing Hashem that we mean business and that it gives us the best fighting chance for things to be able to stick because it's Geshmak to be a Yid. The greatest way for us to be successful in our Avodas Hashem is being able to create spaces in our lives where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to reside in. We have to ask ourselves that question. I challenged my students with this before Yontif. We have to ask ourselves that question. Is our conduct, is our behavior conducive for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to live in? Are our homes, when we sit at the Shabbos table, at the Yontif table, are the conversations we're having, are they ones that are conducive where HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to pull up a chair at the dining room table or in our sukkah and say, I want in, I want to sit by this. 
when we're talking to our wives behind closed doors? Is that a place HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to reside in? When we're in shul and we're talking to our friends after davening, is that a place HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to reside in? When we're at the workplace, how are we using our mouths? Are we possessing integrity and honesty? Are we being transparent? Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu want to live with us amongst our workplace? These are questions that we need to confront before we head back to work on Wednesday morning, before we get into the rig and roll of life, before we resume the post-Yontif blues, where we head into the meat of the year. We have to ask ourselves, if HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed a world where he was nis'avil ador bediras hatachtonim, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu has this intense desire to want to live amongst us, are we creating an environment that is conducive for that residency? Or does HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, you know what? Yeah, I'm not too comfortable there. I don't like how they talk. I don't like how they act. I don't like what their priorities are. Those are questions I can't answer for all of you. But if we want to be all in and we're ready to jump in, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is ready to catch us. Chag if he's ready to catch us. And we're going to do it with Simcha. But if we're not going to ultimately carve out those spaces that are going to be conducive for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to live amongst us, we're doing it all wrong. We got to ask ourselves what our priorities are. We got to ask ourselves what our objectives are. We got to figure out what's most important to us. We've got to be ambitious. We've got to be all in. And Mirz Hashem, if we do it the right way, if we surround ourselves with the right people, in the right places, with the right influences, Mirz Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, will send our petek, will send our kfitl, will seal the deal tomorrow. Mirz Hashem Latova, he'll answer all of our tilos Latova for us for our families, for our communities, that ultimately we'll be standing here in just a year from today, in the base HaMikdash, Be'ezras Hashem, in a manner in which we can look back and see we were all in, we took it seriously, we challenged ourselves, we took that long, hard look in the mirror, we accepted responsibility, we were willing to be ambitious, and ultimately we were able to carve out those important spaces for our Kaddish Baruch Hu to reside in a good fictal and a good maid.